Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with a man whose life story inspired the major motion picture, Rudy, the one and only Mr. Rudy Rudiger. For those of you not familiar with the movie, this film was released in 1993 and written by the same team that produced the movie Hoosiers. USA Today actually ranked Rudy as the best football movie of all all time. Sean Astin, who at that time was best known for being in the movie Goonies, was cast as Rudy, before then going on to be in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And for those movie buffs out there, Rudy was also the movie debut for Vince Vaughn, who was cast as the running back for Notre Dame in the film. Yes, which I'm sure helped him prepare for other roles when he played football, like in the movie Wedding Crashers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Steph? It's happening. We actually got him on our show, and I'm super excited about this. Well, stop. I'm excited to be on your show. I don't know why you're excited to see me. I don't get it. Well, friends, our next guest is hands down one of the most okay. inspiring graduates of Notre Dame. As wow. a walk-on, yeah, hold on there. As a walk-on <laughs> football player, he sacked the quarterback on the only play of the only game of his college football career, and his life story inspired the major motion picture Rudy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to tell us a good story, Mr. Rudy Rudiger. He's well, here. Hey, well, thank you. That's that. You know, that's giving me too much credit. Well, thank you for saying yes uh, to us, Rudy. I, I, yeah, I do it. What everyone else does, uh, good work ethic and believing in your dream. And there's a lot of great people that have done that. I'm not the only uh, one in town that did it, but I really I get a kick out of the fact that First, I graduated from Notre Dame. That's huge. That's amazing. That's a big it deal. It's amazing, especially when I was third in my class in high school from the bottom. What do you think <laughs> about that? No, no, for real. A lot of kids, I just went through, you know, this is funny. I have a young man, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's a valedictorian. He's captain of his hockey team. Uh, just a great kid and failed out of Notre Dame. Mm. The question yeah. is, why? Well, I have an easy answer. Notre Dame wasn't his answer. It was his parents' answer. It was his friend's answer. So he was doing it for other people instead of himself. He probably wanted to go somewhere else. Kind of like saying, hey, dude, this is not where I want to be. You know, he is going to be a success, trust me. So for people who may not be aware of Rudy, your story, the movie that came out 30 years ago. Can you tell just briefly your story of how it was your dream to go to Notre Dame, right, as a kid? Well, it was, you know, it was, it was a, I want, it was more of a gift from my father. Because when Notre Dame won, he had hope. And I wanted to give that gift to him, but you can't because you're not smart enough. 
that's what you were told. So it was more of a gift, more of a passion to give that gift because my dad worked three jobs, one of 14 kids, you know, and you could see he lived in stress. And But when Notre Dame won, man, he was a whole different human being. And that's a great joy to see your father like that. So that, it was more of a gift type of journey. Yeah. Hey, I want to play football for Notre Come on. Uh, first of all, I'm not big enough. Uh, second of all, I'm not a candidate. And, and third, I'm, I don't belong with those guys. But the thing I finally understood once I got, see, I was in the Navy before Notre Dame. That's what straightened my head out. Okay. On, wait a minute. Hold, hold on here, buddy. <laughs> you know, this captain of the ship, when I hear his story, I said, well, I could do that, too. And he's a captain. He, he came from the bottom of his class to the top of his class because this is what he wanted to do. He got passionate. But everybody gets a dream. Everybody wants to be somebody. And I learned a lot, a lot from his work ethic, his passion, and his discipline. And the little things in life paid off for me, for my parents. That paid off in boot camp. That paid off in the Navy. Because I was a born leader to them. Because they could trust me. They didn't care how much I knew, but can I trust you? Yeah. See, that's the key, I think. And, uh, well, anyhow, I think you're getting my drift of education. Right. Well, and uh, I'm impressed <laughs> by your perseverance, Rudy, in everything you've done. Well, from perseverance, wait a minute, hold on here. Everyone says that. We all have perseverance. You have it. How many times were you told this is a this is hard to do a podcast? Or come on, man, are you serious? But you guys are awesome. Look, you teamed up with each other. You encourage each other. You got a good back background. Uh, who told you you couldn't do it? No one. I someone did, but you told yourself you could do this. That's perseverance. That's where perseverance comes in. The belief level. I right. believe. Once you believe, perseverance kicks in. Period. But, Rudy, <laughs> let me compliment you here, because a lot of people give up before the dream actualizes, right? Mm. For, like, example, well, they, for you. They give up because they're hanging around the wrong information, the wrong mentors, the wrong people. Uh, think about it. Uh, if I would have gone to my high school teacher, high school counselor, after I had this dream, not having the right to go towards Notre Dame, but had this dream and this passion to go, hey, what if I have to lose uh, and working in a factory? And this is not what I want. And my dad's not really happy. Uh, hey, I just got to give him some joy. You know, the biggest gift you can give someone is hope. Period. Yes. And yes. Um, when you think of that way, I want to give my dad hope. Who's stopping me? This bozo, this bonehead. So you think I'm going to go to that bonehead for advice or that bozo for advice? No, I'm going to go to the one who said, let's do it, Rudy. We can do this. Here's a game plan. we got to work hard. we got to stick to the game plan. If you need help, ask for help. That's the guy you want to be around. And that's what happened at Holy Cross Junior College. Because what I gave up, when I gave up were the goofy thoughts. I gave up the goofy people. I quit. I quit on going to them, asking for their permission to be successful. 
We already have it. Are you kidding? Common sense tells you that. You know, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. If you can achieve it, it means you got to work hard. And there's a lot of work to it. Making a movie is not easy. Going to Notre Dame was probably easy for some guys and not easy for other people. And there were both of those students at Notre Dame that made it because they worked hard. There were students there that didn't have to work hard that made it. Right. Who do you think I'm going to hang around? I'm not hanging around the entitled dude. I'm hanging around that worked hard to get there because he's going to show me how to do it and what I have to do. All right, Steph, I'm going to test you again here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, it's the Bible, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Very good. This time, you didn't say the book we wrote called You Met Her Where. But it's still a really good book. That is true. And it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for Christmas. Friends, you can order your copy of our book titled You Met Her Where at KevinAndSteph.com. And we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Well, Steph, we're speaking of perseverance, and he is being very humble here. <laughs> but Notre Dame, and correct me if I'm wrong, it took four times for Rudy to apply until he's accepted no, and realizes no. his dream. Who, who gave you that number, by the way? Your biography. See, that's what I mean. People write stuff. You know, <laughs> people, they, they, uh, where do they get this information from? I applied twice to Notre Dame. Did you? Two times. Okay. All right. That was... Because I was told that's the only time you can apply, Rudy. Really? By my mentor at the junior college. Okay. So it was the second time when you got accepted? No, the third time. The third time. Okay. The third time. That was the final time. That was my final semester. Okay. I applied like every semester just to let them know I'm coming. Okay. You know, people don't, don't tell them where you're at. Tell them where you're going. <laughs> Well, I, it, 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 you know, my point is these bar. I read, I don't know this Wikipedia junk. Where do they get this stuff from? Well, Most of it's wrong. And, I totally and, yes, and I never go there. And I, yeah, I, I'll be I honest know. with you. I'm just saying. I just wonder who writes it because they get my birthday wrong. They get this wrong. <laughs> it just, look, my mother. Uh, we had 14 in the family. She got my birthday wrong every year. So we kept that in the movie only because for her. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to change my birthday because my mother thinks it's that, you know. Right. No way, you know. So you, you understand? Yes. People, uh, you know where I'm going with that. Yes, I do. Well, let me pivot here, Rudy. Okay. I've got a list of fun facts, right, that I want to share about you. And you... Tell me if these are wrong, okay? All of okay. everything that I've got here is actually from your website, okay? But I want listeners to know what you've done, Rudy, and what you've accomplished because it is very impressive, Rudy. Okay, Steph, you ready for this? Yep. And Steph is not aware of any of these, Rudy. So this All is right. going to be a totally surprise to her. Probably me too, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fun fact number one. He already mentioned it, but... He grew up in Joliet, Illinois. He was the third of 14 children. So. Wow. How could that be fun? Well, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. to it. Rudy's height and weight when he played at Notre Dame, 5'6", 165. Wow. No, 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 200 pounds. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, you did I get that? I'm going to walk in that football field at 165 pounds. That's what I was going to ask because in, in I'm the like, Navy, when I was in the Navy, I beefed up to 200. Did you? And absorb the shock. Did I get the height correct? Uh, five, six. That doesn't change. Okay. Put, 
to contribute. I knew the secret to Notre Dame football, be a contributor. I didn't want to be a starter, right? Well, first of all, that's common sense. You can't be. You're not fast enough. You're not good enough. You're not qualified. But you can contribute. That I can do. So at 200 pounds, right, you're still undersized. Right. What was the tryout like back then at Notre Dame, Rudy? Oh, it was mean. Was it? Yes. They don't want you there. Mm. They definitely ignored you. They put you. They didn't make you feel part of it. Uh, they, They did everything they could to discourage you. Really? Unless you were a preferred walk-on. Okay. Mm. They don't want to want to be out there. Mm-hmm. They want someone who can really, really add to the value of the team. Well, there were a lot of guys who were wannabes. Yeah, I could see that. So is yeah. that how you think you got on the team? They could see something that you were just not yeah, going to give up? I think, I think what they saw was the effort mm-hmm. and the work ethic. And that's what they're trying to teach and 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 put into the guy's spirit is the work ethic uh because when you're an entitled athlete you only work so hard you got to work over and above that to go to the next level and that's a hard thing to coach by the way and right. you got to have that want to to give mm-hmm. it's like a late kobe bryant uh you should listen to him when he got out of the movie rudy that launched him into the nba the movie the 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 message of the movie uh, uh, just real simple work ethic and get better each day. Right. And that's what coaches look for. Can they work hard? Can they get better? Because just because you're an all you got to get better at what you do. And, and that's what I contributed, that attitude. And that's what they like. That's what mm-hmm. they saw. All right. Next fun fact stuff. So the journey for Rudy to get the movie made took 10 years from start to finish, okay? Right. In 1993, TriStar Productions immortalized Rudy's life story with the movie Rudy. The film was written and directed by the same team that produced the movie Hoosiers. <gasps> really? So, Rudy, can you share the story of how you got the writer, that team of Hoosiers, yeah. to write this film for you? Because that was real. there's some perseverance there as well, this story. Well, yeah, because Notre Dame basically did not want this movie. Oh, they uh, didn't? No, I, and I can't blame them. The harder they were on it, the better it got for me. Uh, because nothing comes, if it came easy, it'd be not a good story, right? But Hollywood was more challenging than, than going to Notre Dame and playing football because you don't know anything about movie making, nothing, other right. than going out there and, and testing the waters. I was inspired by a movie called Rocket. I love that message. I wanted, that was the message the legacy of my family. I wanted to give that, right? And and anyhow, make a long story short, I went out to Hollywood, started pitching it, didn't get anywhere. Come back to Notre Dame, pitched it, didn't get anywhere. Kept going back. Then I had to reset. You have to quit sometimes on what you're doing wrong and learn what to do right. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to set back and readjust it. That's what I did. So it took the it took time. You just can't keep going at it, going at it, keep making the same mistake. Hey, I messed up here, so what? So you reevaluate it, redo it, keep going back out there, talking to people. But in the meantime, you're building relationships you don't know you're building, right? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, I make a long story short. Let me shorten it to the point of uh, regular people got Rudy made, just regular people, like a mailman and a hotel manager got Rudy made. Uh, by that, I mean they got me to the right people. Now, the big shots won't get you there because they're good at their perception of you. Who are you? What are you? <laughs> you just made a tackle. They don't understand until they know the journey yeah. of what you needed to go through in order to get there. It's not about the tackle. It's not about Notre Dame. It's about the journey. Now, yes. how does that get to that point, that level? See, God puts people in certain positions in life. So you have to earn those rights, earn the respect. And that way you got to go through a lot of struggle, a lot of disappointments. you got to know how to handle it. I think that's why I sold insurance for 10 years. <laughs> to learn what a no-show was, to learn about uh, rejection, to learn about to more caring and the more than what you need, knowing what the customer needs. I had to learn all that. That was a lesson I had to learn. But that's the same model I used to get Rudy made, that model. Uh, and when you said mailman earlier, right? is it true that you found a mailman and they gave you the address to the writer, and you went and knocked on his door. Him. No, I didn't find him. No, that's who gave you that information? <laughs> Your website. <laughs> See, that's okay. Read the re- website. What, what happens is here's what happened. Okay. The hotel manager. Okay. My final meeting at Notre Dame. Okay. The great one. We're not interested. The answer is no. We love Rudy, but been telling Rudy for the last eight years. We are not interested. If you show up again, Rudy, we'll have to bar you from the universe. <laughs> really? I believed him, and so I said, "Whoa, okay, maybe this is a, maybe I should just stop trying to do this." But God has a certain wink He gives you if you stay positive. So you walk out of the meeting. There's a hotel manager. He's interested in what you've just been through. He says, don't worry about that stuff, Rudy. That's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll get through this. So wait a minute. He's just a hotel man. What does he know? But you don't say that. You stop and listen. Say, look, my brother's coming to town to have a pizza. Why don't you tell him your story? He wants kind of like when I'm telling him, I want to hear your story. So I go have a pizza, tell him, tell him my story. He said, that is a movie. I said, no, wait a minute. I've been out to Hollywood. They've been telling me, no, it's not a movie. Notre Dame says, no, we're not interested in a movie. And you're telling me it's a movie? It's huge, Rudy, what you just told me. This will be a great movie. I I said, how would you know? He said, have you ever seen Hoosiers? He said, yeah, great movie. Not true. It was all made up. It was fantasy. The writer made it all up. Because there was no story there. He had to make up the story. But your story, you can't make up. He would love this story. I said, really? He says, yeah. He says, they're friends of mine. We're fraternity brothers at Indiana University. I know. I said, set it up. I'm going. He said, I'll set it up. What'd you go? I said, yeah. So he sets the meeting up. And I have to go in now to get a couple days off from my boss while he fires me to make a long story short well i've been out there too much asking for many days off i don't blame him. so everything i don't blame him okay said, well if you're gonna fire me do it now he said well you're fired 
<laughs> kind of like that conversation. Um, but I go out there and I go out there to meet Angelo at a uh, restaurant. They said he would meet me, at, but he doesn't show up. Okay. Well, you know, that's why you sold insurance, to have patience, learn about a no-show. I See, people who haven't been through that struggle, they don't understand that. So there's certain things you got to go through in life in order to understand what you're going through in that moment, right? Yes. It's like having children. You can't tell your children, hey, don't, I know where the boogeyman is. Don't go there. They got to find out themselves, right? Yes. And they say, oh, the boogeyman was there, Dad. I told you <laughs> so, right? But my whole point is I, that no show, the guy that was with me says, we got stood up. So no. In your mind, we got set up. In my mind, he's waiting to fight. he's waiting to talk to me. Without hesitation, he says you're nuts. I say I may be, but I know what I'm doing. I have a feeling. You sit here, and I'll be back. I walk outside. Another God wink. There's a mailman whistling and smiling, and all I did was thank him. That's it. Thank him. That's all you do. You know what he says next? Where are you from, man? I said, Indiana, I'm from Michigan. We had a connection, Midwest. And from that, it went to the next level. He liked me. I liked him. I told him my story. He told me his story. He liked my story. Told me where Angelo lived. I followed him. He kept walking. He lives right there. Knocked on his door. And he said, without any hesitation, how'd you find me? He says, never mind. You're late for lunch. And he says, oh, man. He says, I've been up all night rewriting. Now the excuses come. I've been rewriting scripts. He said, I'm not going to write another sports story. I don't want to be labeled out here, and I hate Notre Dame. I said, oh, good, no problem. I didn't react to him, right? Yes. And I said, no problem. He said, but you do have a good story. He said, well, at least let's go to lunch. I flew all the way out here. Let's have lunch. He says, yeah, but let's not talk about a movie. So I asked questions about him. That's where the insurance deal kicked in. Yes. Find out what he needed. Found he needed another movie. Ah, I said, he's got, this is the one. He doesn't know it yet. You go back for two more years, a little more patience. Okay. Right? Yes. You got to go back, get eat some crow, right? Go back, shovel snow, cut grass, do whatever it takes. And you get your naysayers and the people, you know, the ones who seeing you fail. They love to see you fail. They can't wait to poke you, right? I'm getting poked. One day I walk into my condo, and there's a little little message on my machine saying, call me, Angelo. Call him, and he says, I've just been commissioned to write your story. Period. Well, you know, there's a story to the story, but that's the whole gist of it. Because there was a guy that graduated from Michigan State that's the president of Columbia Pictures. Okay. Who loves Hoosiers, who wants another story like Hoosiers. So... Think about being bold, being brave, leaping on in faith, not taking no for an answer, but having that belief, having, you know, that that feeling, the common sense you have, the feeling, and not giving up. Mm -hmm. Times look that bad. That guy was looking for another sports story, so he calls the guys in from Hoosier. Just think, if I would have given up, I would have never met the mailman. That took me to Angela. That told the story to the guy at Columbia Pictures, the president of Columbia Pictures that approved it within 30 seconds. Really? He was a walk-on at Michigan State. 
He said, I love that. Let's develop that. Do it. Write it. That's how movies are made in Hollywood. You don't have to give him a big sales pitch because he knows the writer could write it. He loved the tone of it. He says, write it. And that's how it happened. Steph, what is one of the most asked questions we get about tell us a good story? Uh, do I really get that excited? <laughs> Besides that one. Oh, how do we get all these incredible guests? Correct. Yes. And some of our best conversations have been with guests who our listeners have reached out to us and said, you should talk to this person. To name just a few, Nick Vujicic, Coach Tom Ryan, Carol Mutika were all recommendations from our listeners. So if there's someone you would like us to interview and think they might be a great fit for Tell Us a Good Story, please let us know at kevinandsteph.com. You don't even have to personally know them. True, but do me a favor. Before you submit their names, please make sure they are still alive. <laughs> That has actually happened, and it is super hard for me to find their contact information. But regardless, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Well, final fun fact here, stuff. Yeah. All, right. All right. So, Rudy was released on October 22nd, 1993, and is considered one of the most inspirational movies of all time by Fandango, IMBD, and countless other websites. USA Today ranked Rudy as the number one best football movie of all time. Mm. So, Rudy, it's one thing to have a small budget film, right? It's another thing to have one of the best sports movies made of all time. It's based on your life. So, how did your life change when that film debuted in 1993? Well, it did change. And you got to go through that crazy thought process again. Now, all of a sudden, you think you're somebody. Okay. <laughs> And you got to get humbled, right? You got to go through that stage because you all go through it. You, you know, it's human nature. So you got to get chiseled down. <laughs> right? You go up, you come down, you go up. People love to knock you down when you're on top. They can't wait to knock you down. So you go through all that crisis. And, you know, it's amazing. You finally learn why you're here. What's the purpose the message, uh, you know, I remember Stallone, and, uh, him and I talking, and he says, you know, you got something I want, a legacy. They know me as Rambo. I have no legacy. And I said, you know, I never thought of it that way. He said, when you mention Rudy, they're going to say, don't ever give up. <laughs> <laughs> they persevered. They mentioned Rocky. Oh, Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't want to be known as Rambo. So you have that conversation. Then later on in life, you meet the late Kobe Bryant in your yes. life. Yes. And uh, just check it out on the web. I Go saw to, that on your Instagram. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really awesome when you can influence that mindset uh, to go to the simple uh, but most powerful uh, steps you can take in life and work hard and get better. And he took that, and that launched him, and he stuck to that. He didn't waver off of that one bit, and he pushed his teammates to that level. Uh, they didn't like him, like the teammates didn't like me pushing him, uh, because I believed in working hard. I worked in a factory, worked in the Navy. Come on, man, you can't fool me. You got to work hard here. Come on, you got the skill and talent. Come on, you're better than me. Show me, you know, that type of thing, you know. And you got to learn how to do. That's a tough, tough deal. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if you believe your purpose and how you can contribute, makes a whole different 
set of, you know, mindsets and attitudes. So I get to meet a lot of great people, do a lot of great things. Um, I get to give speeches, uh, get to be around great people, people, presidents from great entertainers to great, you know, athletes, people like yourself I get to be around and talk to. So it's a pretty cool thing, you know, that you could do this. And I'm just yes. rude. I'm just a regular guy. I, uh, I had to take the garbage out today, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go get my dog his bath because I have to leave town tomorrow, and you know things like that. So you live a regular life, but you don't think you're somebody, and that's when you're somebody. Mm. Well, listeners, for more information about Rudy. Or to get his autograph, you can go to his website at RudyRudiger.com. His Instagram is at RudyRudiger underscore official. And his Facebook account is at Rudy International. And we'll put all of those links in our show notes so you can go right to his accounts. Well, let me compliment you guys now. You were awesome. Oh, thank, thank you. you. You know, you carry yourself well. You're good. I mean, you're easy to be around, easy to talk to. Unfortunately, I can't give you any more time. I think, I think we had enough time. <laughs> uh, We're good. Time, you guys, are good, you know. Thank uh, you. We appreciate. We know my, you have to my, run, and we appreciate. My, my dog's name is Jack. Jack. Okay. Jack. He's a golden doodle, miniature. Aww. He, he looks like me, short and stubby. <laughs> <laughs> well, Great Rudy. Dog. Thank, thank you so you. much for giving us time. So yes, thank you, thank Rudy. You. Well, uh, you know what? I, I'm happy we did this. Uh, I was going to look for uh, maybe we should do this another day because of the time. I'm glad we did it. Good. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Columbus, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. sir. Columbus, Ohio. Gino, tell Gino you met Rudy. Done. I will. We Take will. Care. We absolutely will. Well, you guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank, Thank you. you. We will. Peace, my brother. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.